Welcome to our Portuguese Table Podcast. I'm Maria Lott and the Azorian Green Bean. And I'm Angela Samoz, and we're just two chicks dishing about Portuguese food, culture, and what it means to be Portuguese. So grab a glass of vinho or un copo de café and join us as we talk about our favorite foods, reminisce about growing up Portuguese, and interview some of our community's most successful chefs and food writers. So, so sit, sit down, down at our Portuguese, Portuguese table. table. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Our Portuguese Table. Hi, Maria. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? How's California? You know, it started out kind of chilly today. It was about 40 degrees this morning. I I don't want to hear that. I know. I don't want to hear it. Hey, Jack Frost was out. My daughter's big into Jack Frost right now. Um, But it (laughs) it warmed up. So it's, it's beautiful out here. So. Uh, there. Still well, well, you know, we're supposed to have a, a, a thaw, like a big thaw. And that comes into like, you know, the 40 degrees. That's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, so for, you're like, oh, it's a little chilly. It's 40. And I'm like, yeah, thaw is 40. Like, yay. Yay. It's not freezing. <laughs> oh my God. You know, so it's, it really is so funny how you know obviously in different coasts and the weather how different it really is it's, it's it, interesting for sure for sure um, but yeah so for me I'm like yes it's it's 40 it's not freezing and you're like yeah it's kind of cold cold yeah <laughs> cold chilly I had to wear a sweater today oh my yes. god <laughs> true New Englanders are wearing shorts right now you know like <laughs> <laughs> right 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 <laughs> Uh, so today is our listener questions episode. I'm yes, yes. We, we asked you guys if there was anything you wanted to ask us and we would try to answer, you know, bearing uh-huh. in what the question was, obviously. And you did. So thank you. Thank you yeah. for doing that, guys. Yeah, I would say shout out to uh, Jennifer and Daniela, who I, I'd say sent most of the questions, but um and this is just a start. You know, if we start to get more questions, we can always do another episode to answer other ones. But we got some good ones. So Yes, we did. We did. And I know we also asked, who would you like to see us have on, too? And, you know, for the most part, with the exception of maybe one or two, we have asked all of the people that they had suggested. Yeah. So, And the one and two are people who haven't gotten back to us to say, yes, I'll do it. But it's not like we haven't asked them. So it was... It was really nice. It was nice to see that our listeners and you and I are on the same, same page. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, cool. so you're, you're, you're true beaners, true beaners. <laughs> incredible. incredible. I love it. All right. Um, so should we just jump in or? Yeah, let's, let's start. Let's see. Um, oh, okay. the first question. I yep. love one. So first question, any plans for another live podcast together? Maybe East Coast this time with double book signing. So yeah, so like we did the one at La Salette with Manuel, yeah. right? Yeah. For sure. I think we've talked about this lots of times, right? Yeah, do- I mean, I think, I think that's something we definitely want to do again. We loved it. You know, yeah. it was something when I knew we were going to go out there to film you know, that was one of the first things that both you and I went, oh, my God, wouldn't it be great to do a podcast yeah. together? Yeah. And, you know, and then to be able to do that, that was really so much fun. And, you know, Chef Manuel had a wonderful time, too. He did. Well, he's he such a nice guy. He yeah. loved it. 
And then we also got to film that. So that is forever in one of the episodes. <laughs> mm, that's right. Well, yeah, and, you we know, filmed it too. And what uh, I love too is that it truly was at a Portuguese table with Portuguese food and Portuguese yeah. wine. I mean, it was just perfect. Yeah, I mean, we had, yeah, you're right. We had the, the cheese, the wine, the sausages, all the little, you know, just everything. And we were, it was, it was really a great time. Yeah, as yeah. far as the book signing, I mean, again, that was something that I hadn't That's planned on doing, but it yeah. worked. Because totally I said, did. I'm not doing one unless you do it with me. Yeah. You um, know what we actually could do? What if we did like the podcast at the book signing and answered questions from the audience as part of the podcast. I love that idea. That would be kind of cool, don't you think? Oh my God, I love that idea. And you know where we could have that done. You know that we could do that at Portugalia. You know that. Oh my God. That my dream be, come true. That would be fantastic. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Because they sell my book there. They sell your book there. It yeah. would be beautiful. Oh my God. Okay. So we have to go. Okay. So See, let's, so we, we have to, we have to do this in the East coast. So, and yes. I know that you're going to be, I don't think you're going to be up this way. You don't have anything planned this year for 2000, uh, for this year. You don't have it being in Massachusetts. Correct? Not for Massachusetts. I have to figure out. So the Palkis Gala is in October in DC. Yeah. So I got to talk to the family, figure out if we can maybe take a detour up north. Yeah. See if that could work. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always, it's possible. So I just got to. And October would be perfect before all the holidays. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Me, uh, let me, we got to work out the details, but I lo I'm loving that idea. I think that yeah. would be super, super, super cool. So, yeah. So we're on, we're on board with you too. Whoever yep. put that question out there, we are yep. on board with you. <laughs> um, and that's something where, yeah, both Angela and I are, would love to be able to do more stuff like that together. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, we are at the furthest point from each other on a map. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> of the United States. <laughs> yep, for sure. And do you know what I was thinking? The in-person podcast that we did when you were out here in California, that was only the second time you and I were in the same room together. I know. Isn't that so crazy? I, you know, and it's so, so funny because we've always... It's just really weird. It's like we've known each other all our lives. Our lives. I know. It's like you're the big sister. I've never, yeah. you know, like, oh, and I, I don't say never had because I have a big sister, but I mean, you know, with the yes. Portuguese soul, you know? Yes, like, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like I've known her all my life mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I'm going to like be big mama bear over here, even though she, you have a mom and dad and all those things. I'm like, yeah. you know, kind of thing. But yeah, it's absolutely because we have these discussions and, and I'll be like, no, you're going to do this, 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 this. <laughs> I know. Mentor, sister, mother, you, it's all, you wear yeah. lots of hats. Yes. 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 Uh, and it's, it's, it's really cute. It's just really nice because it is, it does feel like I've known you all my life. Mm -hmm. It does. It just does. It, does. it totally does. And so when we met, it was like, Oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Oh, can, we, can we talk about a little something and just to go out of, out of the, and I know we're not doing the DNA stuff or ancestry right now, but I'm really excited because I just, I just found out some stuff this week. That's and right. You sent me a text message about where you found out that you oh have some ancestors. God. Oh my God. So of course we all know that I, I did the DNA thing 
And so I did the DNA thing. And of course I come back, you know, I'm like, you know, what is it like almost 90% Iberian Peninsula, which that didn't surprise me at all. I know it was Portuguese for, you know, there's mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind how, how much Portuguese I am. And then, you know, all the, all the little percentages of, of all the other stuff, but you know, all there. And my thing was, and I had said this to Angela, I said, the next thing I want to do is I want to know where my family came from in mainland. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Because I know that the people who settled in the Azores came from the mainland. Mm-hmm. And so I know that my family came from the mainland, but where in the mainland? And I had spoken to a couple of people and they were like, oh my God, no, no, no. It's so much, it's hard. You need to do this. You need to do that, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, oh my God, how am I going to do that? And they're like, oh, and you know, a lot of records are lost and not everyone can find it. So I had pretty much come to the conclusion that, oh, and I would need DNA from like my father, which my father has passed or someone from the male side of my family. So I was thinking the next time I go to the Azores, I'm going to have my male cousin because he and I shared uh, our dads were brothers. So I'll get that part of the DNA to see where it came from and that side. And um, so, yeah, so I had all these plans. But then I found out that someone in my mother's side of the family had had done this, had gone through, and it's um, a cousin of mine. And a couple of generations ago, my um, we shared, even though she's my cousin, her dad and my mom were brothers. My uncle and his wife were like second cousins kind of thing when they got, they were second cousins and they got married. So we share like the same great great grandfather and on okay so they had done their so by the time I filled in my grandfather's name and my great grandfather's name I had all my other grandfathers oh my god so did they do it or did they have somebody do it for them because that's a lot of work they uh his name is Luis and he did it as a gift to his the family yes and come to find out he traced back my grandparents what is it uh one two three four five six generations back that's insane back to 1746 that is so crazy and where he, this Jose married Josefina. I mean, I mean I've got all <laughs> the names. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And then these beautiful other names like Anna and um, Julia. What a beautiful name, Julia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just all of these Adlinas and Augustas and, you know, and all these other little stuff there. And back there, and they were in, uh, yeah, which is very near where my family is. Yes! Yeah. So, so, of course, I find out that my, you know, my family came from there. And we've got proof and, and all of that stuff. I mean, we've got all the proof. This is all on my mother's side. And they started as Dima Ditch. And then they took on the other name. I mean, it goes on and on. It, it was the most incredible thing to be shown. 
And so, of course, I text. The first thing I do, folks, is I text. Once I got home, I text Angela. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> so excited. I just found out my ancestors on my mom's side comes from Trajus And I'm like, I want to get on a, on a plane and I want to go there. I want to see where. And supposedly there is a, either a village or a little area there that has the name of my family that's still there. That's really and I'm like, I, I want to go there. I want to see this. And, uh, it just, it, it, and then she says, oh, my family is not that far from you. And I'm like, of course not. This is how we've known each other all our lives. You just, you know, our families probably knew each other way back when in 1746, you know. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Though, so my family's from the northern part of the, what they call the beta interior, I guess. So it's Mm -hmm. right, literally right below Trajismont. So. It guys, it just depends on how like where in Trosmonts your family's from. But even so, it's still funny. I mean, because it could have been like complete opposite ends of the country, but yet no, no. we're neighbors. Yes, we're neighbors. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what's what's funny is I'm like, okay, so where exactly? And he's like, oh, you're like right on the border, like the the border up Spain, like we're up in that area there, and uh-huh. um, which is you know makes sense because Trosmonts was the first place to be part of Portugal does that make sense that isn't that okay. the spot where Portugal all started was there okay and um yeah I, I, it's just crazy 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 so yeah so I am a now um after my you know stuff that I need to do and then I'm thinking oh my god you know we've got all these uh filming that we have to do for season two now and season three and we're, we're like always thinking of these different seasons wouldn't it be amazing for me to go back? Yeah, that would and be film there. super cool. Oh my oh god! Oh my god! And yeah. say this is where this is where it all began here. Yeah, the family. That would be amazing. It's really finding your roots. <laughs> it is. Well, and chances are you're going to go there, and you're going to run into some little old lady that looks just like you, or like like your aunt or your mom or somebody. You know, I said my husband Bob said this. I said the same thing to Bob. We were having this conversation and I said, I want to go and I'll know I'm there because I'll look and I'll see someone that looks like me. Yeah. yeah. You'll see yourself. <laughs> yes. Yes. I can't wait. I can't wait. So, so for those of you that came from that area, we might be related. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so funny. Well, you know, we actually, we have somebody lined up uh, to do an interview about genealogy, Ew. Doug Holmes. So yeah, we could have a whole conversation about genealogy and, uh, you know, where families are from, which I just think is so fascinating. And yeah, that'll, you know, that'll be a great conversation. It's great. It is. It'll be great to talk about because when I think we posted something about, hey, I did my, my uh, DNA and, you know, I'm you know, whatever Iberian Peninsula. And some, or someone said, oh, I came up Iberian Peninsula and it's wrong because I was born in the Azores. And I'm like, oh, oh God, don't say, that. don't say that. Please don't say that. Yeah. And, and if you're listening, I, I, you know, I, you know, we need to make sure we understand our own history mm-hmm. and our own history is those islands in the middle of the Atlantic were not inhabited and it was found by the Portuguese. Portuguese discoverers found it. 
if they had gone a little bit more, they would have discovered uh, USA. <laughs> but they stopped. They stopped right there. Actually, actually, well, a whole other oh, episode, no. if you wanted again, there's there's theory and there's documentation to, to suggest that, that the Portuguese actually knew about America and kept it a secret for a long time. Oh. But, you know, another that's another episode. That's another we want to get into history. That's another episode. Very yeah. fascinating, and you know it's pretty cool. But yeah, no, there's yeah. So you know, to think you have to think. You know, there was no one there. Caravellas came from yeah. the mainland, yeah. mm-hmm. filled with people who are like, okay, I'm going to be settlers. I want to go to where that is and try it out and see what's yeah. out there. Yeah, well, that's our ancestors, folks. Mm-hmm. Those are our ancestors. And if you came from the Azores, that's how your family came Got into there. the Azores. Right. That's how it started. And right. that's only been 500 years. I mean, literally, it's only been 500 years that we found the island and it became inhibited uh, it, with, you know, br- bringing in people in there and all that. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, our, your d- genetic code is going to say Azores. Yeah. Um, you know, well, so. And I think even if it did, isn't... Aren't, is wouldn't that be considered part of the Iberian Peninsula anyway? Because no, no, no. no. we come from. Um, it isn't like a whole race started in the Azores. No, but I mean, like geographically, isn't the Azores Islands considered part of the Iberian Peninsula? Just like no. just how like Hawaii is considered part of the United States. Uh, no, no, because Iberian Peninsula means. Spain and Portugal. That's just just the peninsula itself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was just curious. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a type of thing where, um, trust me, I, I've gone back and forth on that because it's it's always it's always been interesting to me because mm-hmm. I am very proud of being born in the Azores and I am a Soriana because that is that's the the spot where my family came from, lived there for many years, but I know. That's not where we all began. We all yeah. began from another spot. And it was so funny. I had sent over to my my daughters and my nieces and nephews. And I had said, oh, guys, I just want you to know, you know, this is the spot that came from Vavas side of the family. This is where the, it, they all began. And um, and I found a little thing on the people of Trajmuch. Okay. Uh, and their characters. They're, this is the how they describe the people, and and it says um, the character was formed of sad demeanor, mistrust of others, mm-hmm. courageous, daring, hardworking, loyal, and their strength of character like you know they they have very strong characters right so i looked at that and i went oh my god that describes pretty much a lot of my family <laughs> <laughs> you know we have that mel- there's a lot of people in my family that have a very melancholy kind of you know demeanor and i'm like yeah okay they uh don't trust others you know my i grew up with my hearing you got to be careful who you trust you can't trust everybody da, 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 da. it was like ingrained in us when we were little so i'm like reading through the whole thing and i'm like oh my god <laughs> that's hilarious is, you gotta, you, is it um did that have uh, characters from other parts as well i i was looking at just the that area, the Taj Mahal, so okay. that that was the area that I got that, and they were talking about the character of the people there, and I'm like, oh my god, it it just 
so of course I sent that to to my my like I said my my children and my nieces and nephews and one of my niece Elizabeth was like oh my god we already like oh my goodness this all makes sense now <laughs> yeah for sure for sure that's really cool very you're lucky that you have that because yeah a lot of people oh don't god. and uh, that's really cool yeah and now it's to find my father's side you know how mm-hmm. where where his side came from right now I have one which before I didn't have any. This is great. This is so yeah, very this cool. Is so great. This is so great. All righty. So should we get back to questions? <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just figured I would share this exciting news. No, it's very exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> you know, um, it's funny. We talked about this before. I said, you know what? We've got a few questions, but you know, we'll see what happens when the podcast. We'll probably, you know, have to talk about something else, or maybe we, you know, we won't have enough time to do everything, or whatever. Yeah, no. Or do we have enough questions, mm-hmm. and of course, Angela went, Maria. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> We're going to fill the time. <laughs> we could take up two hours, three hours <laughs> answering these questions. So hey, we got to, let's bust through. Come on. This was we one. Go. We just yeah. won. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So the next question is about Easter. Okay. It says, what are some of your traditions you do for Easter? And we actually did one of our very first episodes when we launched the podcast was yes. about Easter traditions. So we'll maybe include the link back to that one. Yes. I think you do more Easter traditions than, than we do. We do the, the sweet bread, the masa. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we make some cookies. But other than that, there's not any real tradition other than the American tradition of making gin fizzes, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as, and you're right. We, we've talked about our Easter and what our traditions we have. But you're right. I also do the masa savada with the egg in it because that symbolizes re, uh, the birth and uh, life and, and Easter is life. Um, the beginning, it's all about the beginning, the starting over and stuff. And we would also, of course, have rice pudding and yeah. we would, uh, we would also do, um, what do you call it? It was ham. It was pork. We would always do uh, a pork. Okay. Uh, it was not lamb. And we discussed this back and forth. And I know your family does lamb, but my family, I think it's because the people in our, like my mom didn't care for lamb. So if my mom didn't care for lamb, we weren't going to have lamb. But I like lamb. It's not yeah. like I don't like it. It's yeah, just no, my we, mom never made it. We've actually done lamb at Christmas just because my, um, or at Thanksgiving, because my in-laws don't like turkey so much. But no, for on my mom's side, on the American side, Portuguese American side, we, we do a ham usually. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, my mom would do a ham and a turkey because, you know, oh, yeah. you just okay. can't have one meat. You got to have, and then the soup would have chicken in it. So it would be a representation of all the animals because you don't want to call out any of them. You know, it's going to be a little bit of chicken, a little bit of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, the last time uh, my mom hosted Easter a couple years ago, she had uh, the vinidalus. She made those, yeah. And it's actually, we've moved, as the family has gotten bigger, we've moved away from the formal sit-down dinner to a buffet style yeah. so it's it's kind of more it's a springy you know because it's a spring event everybody comes over and we you know everybody makes their own plate and kind of sits wherever you know there's tables outside you can sit inside or whatever so it's become a more casual thing um, lately but that's again just because of size I mean when you've got 20 30 people it's hard to put everybody at one table 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless you're going to a hall. Yeah. So that's that. But I mean, if anybody else out there has Easter traditions that they would like to share, please yeah. do, because we would love to hear, hear them. And who knows, maybe there are things that we hadn't heard of and we might want to start doing them. And, you know, if you learn about things that, you know, it might sound kind of cool and, and maybe it's something we adopt and, and start to do. Who knows? I love that right. idea. That would be great if people started doing that. Yeah. So the next question is um, event related. So Maria, do you have any plans to do more cooking demos like you did at the Viva Portugal event? So, so what was the Viva? What was the Viva Portugal event? They had decided a couple of years ago here in New Bedford, on the area here in New Bedford, that that we have like all kinds of different events. We have the Day of Portugal. We have, you know, the Madeira Feast. We have, um, how can I explain it? This other, you know, this different clubs that have different fashtas uh, or different thing. And everyone does their own thing. And the council, the Portuguese council that we had at the time, uh, uh, Pedro, uh, he was just this amazing man. And he said, you know, it doesn't, why can't we have all the different clubs, all the different organizations that have their own separate thing going on and kind of come together and do just like this event that's a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And we'll have Portuguese food, we'll have, you know, different vendors there to sell, we'll have cooking demos, and we'll have, you know, we'll be selling this, and we'll be, and it was just like, all of a sudden, um, the city, and then he went to the city of New Bedford, and the mayor, Mayor Mitchell, had said, this was a great idea. So then they went to the Zyterian Theater, which is, um, you know, takes up a whole block, and said, is this something you want to, you know, like work with us in doing? And then he started going to all the different clubs and the different organizations and all that. And they set up a meeting and they said, okay, let's do this. And they came up with the name of Viva Portugal. Hmm. And so they worked it so that there were this amazing tent that took pretty much the whole side of one block. And that was a tent with different people coming in doing cooking demos. Mm -hmm. And then they also had like the smaller organizations, whatever they were selling, they would sell there. Portugalia had a pop-up store there. Like the Portuguese kids came in and did a comedy skit. And then the dancers came in and did um, some dancing, The, the Madeira club, all of their, you know, like it was just all, and it was one day only. So they approached me and said, okay, Maria, this is what we're doing. Would you like to be part of it? So I said, I would love to be part of it. So they had me, you know, they, a stage, they had me set up. They had um, lots of tables. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, lots of chairs. And it was, it was filled. It was packed. It was a full house. And I um, made um, a dish. Um, I did a fish dish, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And everyone loved it. And it, it was really nice. And then after that, Portugalia was there. They had my books. So I didn't have to worry about bringing any books. They had it there. And so people, I had a book signing like right after. Um, so there were some people who came with their own books and some people who bought it there through Portugalia. And um, yeah. And um, That's amazing. 
It was, it was really, and they closed down, I think it was like three blocks of the city, three or four blocks of the city, like this one huge block. And it was no matter where you went down, what street or up street or whatever, it was all the different um, organizations and their stuff and showing off what they have and what they do. So it was for those that have never been to know, oh, okay, oh, really, there's this organization that does this. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like almost like a big promotion of all things Portugal without it being, uh, oh, this one is the fashta for this one, or this yeah, one's yeah. Madeira, or this one. It was everybody coming through. And um, that and sounds like kind of a first event of its kind, really. I mean, yes, it really was because he had, we've never done that before. And then last year they did it again. It was the second year. And at that time I was not going to be around and I wasn't, oh, able, I, I wasn't it. able to do it last year because I wasn't, I wasn't here. I wasn't here to do it. Um, but it was a beautiful, it really was a beautiful event. It was very well organized. And, uh, and there were a lot of people that organized it together. It was the mayor of the, of the city. It was the Portuguese consulate. It was the chief of police in on it. The, I mean, it, all the, like I said, the director of the theater, because a lot of stuff was used in front of it. And it, it, it was just very well put together. Very well put together. That's awesome. So are you um, going to do it again this year or do you do cooking demos like other places? I've see, I I've been asked to do a lot of private events. Oh, okay. And so throughout this past year, I've done private events for like certain clubs, like private clubs and organizations. So I'm doing it for like their members only. So it's not open to the public which is great. I mean, we're talking about, you know, that that's been really a lot of fun. And this coming year, I've got a couple of them. That's, I've got one down on the Cape coming in April, if I'm not mistaken, down in Hyannis. Um, And that's going to be a big event that they've asked me to come in and to put a presentation on the food that we do and, um, and I have the opportunity to do a cooking demo or to have already something made that we can talk about it and serve it. Um, we, we are still going back and forth on how we want to do it because to do a cooking demo, you need to have, depending on what you do, you need to have a, a place to cook it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You need to have water to mm-hmm. be clean. You need to have, you know, there's certain specific things that, you know, it needs to be approved by the board of health before you do any type of, you know, cooking tour where you're giving out free samples to people to try. So you've got to be very careful in how you do that. I've been asked to do one at the Madeira Feast this year. Um, Yeah, so we haven't talked about exactly what I'm going to be doing yet there, but um, they have asked me to do something there. And that's um, in August, if I'm not mistaken. And then what's the other one? Oh, um, in June... Uh, it's in Rhode Island, in Bristol, Rhode, Bristol, Rhode Island. They're going to have me um, be part of an event there. I can't remember now um, the dates. I don't have the dates in front of me, but I will. We'll put that date out where I'll be. Um, but again, it's for a um, a group, but they're going to open it to the public in Bristol, Rhode Island. 
Um, and I'm really looking forward to that because June is, you know, all the day of Portugal, June 10th. And they're doing the whole month of June. It's going to be all about celebrating being Portuguese. So, yeah, so it's it's going to be, um, yeah, and that's just the, the three that come to my mind right now. So, so I am doing them, folks. And those that are going to be open to the public, um, like I said, those three are open to the public. There's other ones that I do, but those are private. And it's just for the club, for the organization. Is um, it more helpful when people, because we used to try and organize um, cooking demos as part of the the Portugal Festival in San Jose. And I think they still do. I haven't been a part of the organizing committee for a few years now. But the I remember the hardest thing always was figuring out what to cook because it had to be, I would say, traditional enough so that you really feel like you're getting a, a demo, right? right. Like, don't just bring linguisa in an asaveda and be like, yeah, that's how you do it. Because I mean, yes. that's not really a demo, right? So whether you're making a soup or something's, you know, complicated enough. So you're getting the demo, but then also easy enough to transport all the stuff there that's- that you don't need like this full oven that you could probably do it over like a, a hot plate or something, right. you know, and then that's shareable, right? Because right. people right. are going to want to sample. You know, so, is it yeah, easier if like people, I guess, make a request for, we'd really love to demo this kind of food, or they just say, come and do a food demo and it's up to you. Like, what do you find? Most of the time here? they say it's up to me. Really? And, um, and I, I really, I appreciate that because for that same reason, you know, and you'll say to them, okay, so do you have a hot plate? Oh, you could bring yours. Well, guess what? Uh, I'm not a caterer. Yeah. I'm yeah. not a caterer. I, I do not cater. This is, I, I don't have a restaurant. I'm not a caterer. Uh, I don't want to be a caterer. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, no, you need to supply that for me to come in. I'm not going to go out and spend, you know, whatever for a hot plate. That, for what? Yeah. This is, this is, no. And then they'll go, well, can you bake? And I'm like, okay, do you have an oven I can use? Oh, no. Well, you know, just, just so how do you expect me to bake? And I, I had one person tell me, well, you can bring all the ingredients. You can bake your stuff at home, bring all the raw ingredients and make mm-hmm. it there and then say, and this is how it comes out after. And I'm like, okay, do you know, then after, do you have a sink? Do you have a place for me to clean everything up to do with this? Do that? Oh no, we don't have that there. Oh, well, you know, we have a bathroom. Well, you know, I... It's not as easy as you think, folks. It's not as easy as you think. But that simple reason of carting everything back and forth. And again, I'm not a caterer. Right. So there have been times where I've said, okay, I'm going to bring this already made. And we're going to talk about the dessert, what it means, uh, how it, you know, is in my family, how, you know, all of that. And I talk about the history behind it or whatever it is. And then I have it already there for them to taste. That's great. Yeah. Um, other times it's, you know, we're talking about different cheeses, uh, Portuguese cheeses or different sausages. And, um, and I already, I can already bring those different kinds of cheeses and have, you know, already all cut up and put in little tasters so people can taste the difference between uh, just a three month tapu, which tapu only makes three months. This is it. This is all they do. They do the three-month cheese, the tapo, which is the creamiest, which is the fattest. Right. Um, you know, it's the best to melt. And then you have Saint-Georges three months, and you have Saint-Georges seven months. And so Saint-Georges is not Saint-Georges. There are three different types of cheese from, that are marked Saint-Georges cheese. 
And so in educating people on, you know, how to buy cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you can do food demos without having to cook. Um, and it is possible. It is possible to do it, but it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's mm-hmm. a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's more, there's more there, but like I said, a lot of them, it is private. So, so short, so long answer short to short answer is that possibly you could be doing another one. Yeah. Uh, but right. you're well, like I said, yeah, I have the three that I know are public and that's the one down in the Cape in April, the one in, in June in Bristol and the one in August for the, um, for the Madeira feast. Mm. So that one, I know for, those three, I know for sure. Those are all public. Um, the other ones that I have set up, they're all private stuff. So unless you belong to that organization, you're not going to be able to see me do it. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So next question, this is actually a cooking question. So my family and I have been making rice pudding for years using our recipe, basically the same ingredients as in your book, Maria. And we, we don't soak the rice. The rice cooks, but then when we eat it the next day, and they have next day underlined, the rice has a little crunch to it. Is this because we're not soaking the the rice? Two things. Yes, number one, you need to soak the rice. Um, It makes a big difference. And you're not cooking it long enough. (laughs) Okay. Because what happens is is there's different, um, like the long grain rice takes a little bit longer. It, it just, it takes a little bit longer to cook versus if you go with the short grain rice, like the Aborio type of rice. Mm-hmm. And that one takes a little bit less time, but the long grain rice takes, I find that it takes a little bit longer. The rice should always be soaked a little. It should be washed. Rice should always be washed because rice, they have found traces of arsenic in rice. What? Okay. So when you say wash, do you mean like put in a strainer and rinse it? Or how do you, how do you wash your rice? I put my rice in a bowl and I literally, it's really disgusting when you do it. Um, because <laughs> it, it is cause you see like all that murky water and stuff and you go, Oh my God, what the heck was that on the rice? And so I put my rice, I measure up whatever rice I'm going to do and I'm going to put it in a bowl and I have pretty much like running water coming through and I'm working that rice, you know, and sometimes you can find like little things that don't look right. You know, you got to start mm-hmm. cleaning that rice or little black little things. It's not really a rice, but I don't know what the heck it is. I don't want to ha- eat it. So I'm taking that out, you know, and as you're constantly doing that and you're rinsing it out, then I take out that water and I'm using a strainer like the ones that, you know, not the colander. You're, you're using a strainer because the rice will go through the holes of a colander. colander. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so you're cleaning up, then you're putting it back in more water and you're rinsing it. And my mother would never even strain it out or whatever. She would just like take out as much water from the bowl, you know, Mm -hmm. like like holding it back with like something so that the rice doesn't come out with the water. Sometimes you'll lose a kernel here and like a little grain of rice here and there, but it's okay. And then you add more water into it and you keep doing that until the water is pretty much clear. And let me tell you, it takes like two or three times to do that before the water becomes clear. 
Okay. That's how dirty our rice is, folks. It's really gross. Yikes. Okay. So you yeah. do that. And then how long, yeah. how long do you soak it for? And then I soak it like uh, at least an hour. But if I can soak it for a half hour, I'll do it a half hour before I okay. need to do it. Just enough that the rice pretty much kind of almost like soaks up, like almost like softens up. The, that grain of rice kind of softens up a little. Kind of mm-hmm. almost like plump, plumps up a little. I like that. And, and do, you, do you soak it in cold or room water or room temperature water, hot water? Doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter? Okay. Doesn't matter. And um, so, yeah, but it just kind of like, you know, does that. And then again, take it out and put it in the the pot that you're going to be um, cooking your rice in. And now you're going to be putting, whether there's people who start off with milk right away or they start off with water. But when you do that, again, you're, when you cook that rice the first time with the water on the stove, you want that to be a very slow process, not too fast. Because the grain, again, the grain of the rice is absorbing that water. The more, you can't force it or make it fast. If you make it fast, that rice will, yeah, everything will thicken up and stuff. But the rice will always be a little crunchy. It won't be, there'll always be that because you're not giving it time. It needs, if you take a bite out of that rice at the end, like, oh, okay, it's, it's soaked up all the water. Then you add up milk or you've done it all with milk and it's soaked up all the milk. And you take a bite of that rice. You take a little spoon and taste it to see, number one, if the rice is cooked. And if you take a bite out of it and you've got crunch, that means you need to add more milk into your rice. Hmm, okay. So you're not, but number one, you're not going to add cold, cold milk into that pan. Because if you put cold milk into that pan while it's all hot, it stops everything. It makes it even harder. So you're going to heat up a cup of milk in the microwave or in the saucepan next to it or whatever, a separate one. And then you're going to add little by little into, into the rice mixture that you have there that's soaked up everything and it's thick, but the rice is still crunchy. And you keep doing that until you take that bite of the rice mm-hmm. and there's no crunch. Okay. And that, there it is, folks. It's, you need to make sure you clean it. You need to make sure you soak it. But more important, you need to make sure that you're not cooking the rice too fast, that you're giving it time to absorb all of that, uh, whatever liquid you're putting into it. And you need to be prepared that once it's kind of soaked up all that liquid, that if when you take the bite of that, if it's still not at the consistency you want, you need to add more liquid liquid into it and bring it up again, you know, into a boil, let it simmer, keep stirring. It, it really, it's not for the faint of heart to make rice pudding because sometimes it takes, takes a long time. I was going to say, it sounds like it takes patience. It's not something that's... No, exactly. If you think, oh, let me do this. Oh, you know, that's why they have instant rice. <laughs> <laughs> or they sell co- a cozy shack. <laughs> you right, know, right, you, right. If you want to have, you know, or hopefully if you have a Portuguese bakery next to you, you know, you can just go and, you know, have a little something to have it fast. Right, right, but right. 
to make it, you've got to, it's, it's, it takes a while. It takes a while. Have you ever made it in a crock pot? Rice pudding in a crock pot? I have. And? I didn't care for it. Is it because, does it not get hot enough or you have to like do it like all day? Like what's the. Uh, you know, I, cause I saw something, who was it that said, oh, I do everything. I add the milk. I, I add everything in there and then I just leave it, you know, whatever on low for whatever. And then you later on it's done. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm going to try it just for the heck of it. Just to see how it comes out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it. It didn't, I don't know. It wasn't. Maybe I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't care for it. I didn't care for okay. it. It had a different consistency than it does. For me, it wasn't as, um, it just didn't have that consistency. Yeah, that's fair. I was just curious. And for those I out there that. that have done a rice pudding in the crock pot and you have a recipe that you go by that it works great, let us know. We'd love to share that. Love to share that. Because if there is one out there that tastes like that, oh my goodness, I'd love that. <laughs> rice sure. pudding is like my, you know, you know how I love rice pudding. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm not a big fan. I actually prefer, uh, it's an, it's a texture thing. I prefer Eletria. See, I've never had it. It's really yummy. It's the same flavor. It's just imagine angel hair pasta instead of rice. So you know, con- you'll never have that crunch because angel hair is like so fast. It cooks yeah. So fast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Next question. I actually like this one. What are the essential pantry items every Portuguese kitchen should stock? Ooh, good one, right? That's a really good one. Portuguese olive oil. Oh, definitely. Um, The red hot um, spicy peppers. Um, So how, which ones, how do you, and so I know like you can get the the sauce, like you could bite in the jar, but if you're going to make your own, do you use the red bell pepper or what do you use? There's two kinds of peppers. There's the sweet peppers and then there's the spicy pepper. And now when you go to, like when I go to San Miguel, they're doing away a lot with, let's say, the, watching their health a little bit more. They're cutting down on salt. They're, you know, that kind of, they're trying to eat a little healthier. And instead of using uh, the red hot chopped peppers, they use uh, masa de pimentão, which is the same, but they make it with the uh, bell peppers. So it's mm-hmm. not as spicy, but it gives you that color and it kind of does, you know, whatever, but it doesn't make it spicy. But personally, mm-hmm. I like using the spicy one. So I, for me, I like my olive oil. I like my pimenta muida. Um, I like the pimenta um intera like the whole pimenta intera the spicy one that comes in the the jar it's like the pickled the pickled red peppers okay my god i love that that's in my fridge (laughs) so i would say like from a spice standpoint paprika oh paprika cinnamon um garlics gar uh, not uh, well garlic fresh garlic garlic. Uh, but i i use a lot of garlic powder just because it's easier like faster sometimes, but I mean, there's no getting around fresh garlic, but I do use garlic powder a lot. Um, rock salt. Yes. And that's a big transition. So I used to only, my, I grew up, my mom used just the table, like the, you know, the salt, the small grain, you know, 
Yeah. Uh, I forget the name of the the brand. It's in the blue. Yeah, the ionized. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, you know, I'd gone to Portugal a few times and um, seen other ways that people cook and the rock salt, you know, we started using that. And I actually like it so much better. I feel like you can control the saltiness better. Yes, I agree. Um, what I yeah. even found now is we sell here in some of the stores salt that comes directly from Portugal. Well, and that's because you live in, you know, <laughs> Portuguese Mecca. Hello. <laughs> Christ. So when I found that, that was like a no brainer. I'm like, oh my God, Portuguese salt. Absolutely. <sighs> yes. So Did I, I mention the weather's really great out here, Maria? And <laughs> Over there, uh-huh. yeah, but I, but I have Portuguese salt, <laughs> uh, and you know, and the funny thing is, is I use black pepper. I use black pepper in my in my food, okay. and, but my mother never liked black pepper. She always used white pepper. Oh, because she always thought that when you're making something, you shouldn't see those little specks of of black pepper. She liked the white pepper because it was more, um, it blended in with the food better. You know, so oh. I have white pepper, even though I do like using, I, personally, I like the, mm-hmm. I use the the pepper, um, the, not the shaker, the, um, the grinder. Oh, the grinder, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The melt, like the melt or yes. the pepper melt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, the cinnamon, the clove, the bay, bay leaf. Yeah, so we said it at the sure. same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then yeah. wine. And your wine. Oh, my God. All oh, yeah. Right? Yes. Because you use it as a marinade, but you can also use it like in the pan to mm-hmm. saute or. Well, now like. I'm going one step further in my pantry. I always have tuna, canned tuna. Okay. Always. Yeah. I always have my, um, my bags of dried beans. Well, I was going to say garbanzo beans. Yes. Right? I have my garbanzo. I have my Navy beans. I love Navy beans. <laughs> um, because they're so, they're very, when you when you use them, they're, they're very buttery. They're very, and that isn't even a butter bean, but it, it's so smooth. It's a very smooth, and the skin outside of the navy bean is not a crunchy or thick one. It's, it sometimes kind of almost falls off very easily. Uh-huh. So I love navy beans. So I have dried beans, but I also have canned beans. So I have my chickpeas, my... Um, I have that. I have my black beans. I have my kidney beans. I, I always have like that around as well as my tomato paste. Um, mm, okay. you know, I just to thicken those sauces, put in a little bit of, of tomato paste. And I actually, I used to buy the can of tomato paste mm-hmm. and then I would use that and then put it in the, a little container in the fridge until I used it again. But I found something even better folks. When you go to the market, they usually have it at the very top of like the tomato section. So if they have like the the diced tomatoes, the tomato sauce, the, you know, whatever. And uh-huh. at the very top, they have almost like it, the um, like a, a little box and it's the tomato paste in uh, almost like in a uh, toothpaste kind of thing. So you. Really? S- yes. Yes. So it stays, it's much so, easier to control. Uh, okay, because like, yeah, once you open a can of tomato paste, if you yes. only need a teaspoon, you've opened the whole can and there Correct. you go. Correct. Yeah. And so you can, in that, in there, you can keep it in the fridge for after. 
and it's not going to go bad as quickly as an open someone, line. Someone got so, smart on the packaging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just telling you guys out there, just look at the very top. And um, they're usually made in Italy, but that's um, in my grocery store. There's like a couple of different brands that make it. And um, but well worth doing that. And it stays in your fridge and it lasts you a little bit longer. Nice. Um, but I always have that. Let me see what else I have in there. So um, you know what else we got? Um, vinegar. Oh, my God. Yes. So um, so we have both the red wine and the apple cider. Yes. Because. Uh, I prefer the red wine and my husband prefers the apple cider, whether it's on salad, whether it's on fish, whether it's on, he even puts it on rice. You know? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh You know, it's funny for those out there that sometimes you go, oh, you know, rice, uh, you make, you know, olive oil, vinegar and all that. And if you're tired of that, you can add things to that to make a beautiful, healthy dressing. Mm -hmm. And I love putting sometimes in, let's say I'll I'll put it in a little bowl. I'll put the olive oil in it. And then sometimes I'll put like a little bit of mustard. And then I'll put um, like different seasonings that I want in it. And then I'll stir it together. And then it becomes like a mustardy kind of dressing that you've Mm. just made using, you know, this and that. You don't need to buy, you know, all these other dressings that you can make stuff like. Yeah, no, for sure. And you know, what's funny too, whenever we have guests over for dinner and actually this will be a good segue into the next question, which is about what to make people when they, when you come up, when they come over, Mm -hmm. but whenever we have guests over and we make a salad and literally, literally all I put on it is olive oil, vinegar, and rock salt. That's it. Right. And I toss it. And inevitably, everyone says, what kind of dressing is this? This is so delicious. I'm like, <laughs> it is olive oil and vinegar and yes. salt. That's it. Yes, simple. So, so simple. simple. Because I think it's the simplicity of it brings out, you're able to taste the ingredients in the salad as opposed right. to being masked with like, uh, you know, creamy ones. And I, and don't get me wrong. I love a ranch dressing, right? It's, um, oh, I love a ranch dressing. Okay. I love a Russian dressing. Oh my God. Yeah. But there's, they're just really, especially in the summer and the spring yes. when you want like a, just a big crisp salad, there's nothing better yeah. than the olive oil and vinegar. I just, you know, the, ugh, the other so day good. I made, um, I made this huge salad and, uh, what I do is I buy the, the lettuce and I wash it all up. I spin it. So it, you know, lasts longer that way. And then I cut it already in, you know, the, the long pieces or, you know, whatever, how I want it. And I have it in a nice Tupperware in the, uh, in the refrigerator so that it's easier for me to make a salad. If I already have all my lettuce already cleaned, dried, cut, and it's put away. And then I have, I keep it separate. The, red onions because I love red onions on my salad and then the cucumbers um you know you can buy English cucumbers now and for Mm. me those are my favorite I like that which doesn't have those huge seeds on it and for those that if you have cucumbers and it makes you repeat um meaning you know you know what I mean uh (laughs) um burp for folks and um then by having the English um cucumber you will not it's a little bit gentler for you. But I, so I like that and I have everything cleaned and cut in my carrots or if I feel like having carrots or tomatoes. And, but for us here, you know, it's not, 
it's not fresh lettuce coming from a farm stand. It's not fresh tomatoes or it's not, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and I was saying, oh my God, I can't wait to like, it's that time again where it's going outside and picking my tomatoes or, you know, going to the farm stand and picking up, you know, all of these wonderful, amazing vegetables that we can add onto our salad. It's like summertime is like, that's, yeah, it's delicious salads, delicious salads that we can have. Um, Yeah. All right. So, so the next question is, if you had to serve a full Portuguese dinner for guests that are not familiar with Portuguese food, what would you make? And I've done that. Yeah? Yes. So what was so, on? All right. The so menu? I started with when they came in, we had the appetizers. So for appetizers, I just did, we had our wine, different Portuguese wines. We had white and we had red. And then I had figs, almonds, uh, cheeses the cured meats cut in slices. So, and I had cooked up some marsala as well. Wow, you made that for somebody not familiar with Portuguese food? That's a risk, right? Like that's kind of risk. But you know what? I'm going to show them. They can see it's there. They can try it. And of course, I also did the shirtis, but the marsala, I did it with pineapple. So you have your you cook your marsala and then you cut it up in some rounds and you put pineapple around it because when you have marsala, you need to have it. Well, this is how I grew up. You need to always have it with pineapple because pineapple is a good digestive. Okay. So you need to have the two together. So, and there are foodies. They were foodies. They're just not Portuguese, but they're foodies. And they had uh, a type of thing where they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we've had Portuguese, you know, where did you have Portuguese food? Oh, I had it. You know, oh, we had this. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You're going to come on over. <laughs> We're going to have the nice Portuguese. So, yeah. So, it was, that was the beginning of, you know, and some breads and some jams. And that is our appetizer. Okay. That was the appetizer. So, they were digging it. They were mm-hmm. just digging everything that was there. And then it's our soup. So I okay. made, I made a um, a watercress soup for them because at that time watercress um, I could buy fresh watercress. My dad used to grow that. It used to be something that was grown always in my mom in my parents' house. It was always fresh watercress, and um, the watercress soup that's made with a potato puree, and um, it is so so delicious so they had that and then I roasted um I made a roast I made um roast that had beef with the beef shanks as well as some pork the ribs in there so I did a roast of that with the root vegetables so it had my carrots the roasted carrots Roasted potatoes, roasted sweet potatoes. Mm. It is to die for. And then I made a codfish dish. And the codfish dish I made was one that I had when, uh, it's in my book, and it was one that my cousin, um, uh, Lariano, taught me. And it's layers of cod and potato and chorice 
and carrots, and it has a, uh, a white sauce, a bechamel sauce that goes over it and then goes in the oven. So what is this one called? I've never uh, heard of that one. Oh, and, and I'm telling you, I've, I've never had it served to me anywhere. None of the restaurants make it. And I, when was I that someone had said, I have your book and my hands down, my favorite is the, the one that you make in the casserole with the white sauce. And I went, oh my God, my cousin Ladiana's bakaya sauce, uh, casserole. And she, they went, yes. So it is on page 42 of those that have my book. And it's salted cod with a white sauce casserole. And it is incredible. Well, I think you need to name it Bacalhau Alariana or something. <laughs> well, I do, right? say, I do say that it came from my cousin Lariana. Yeah. And, um, but it is so, so good. And it has a dimension in there. And it has like parsley on top and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's, it has a whole other dimension that other salts cod dishes don't have. Mm-hmm. And that is your carrots uh, along with your chorizo. Uh, everything else was pretty much the same, but it has a white sauce. So it's your milk with butter and then a little bit of flour and salt and pepper to taste. And you're, you're going to be, you know, making that on, um, um, you know, over your, the, in a pan, a saucepan. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to put that over the, the uh, casserole and then you're going to put it in the oven. And it is incredible. That sounds incredible. incredible. But yeah. again, a bit of a risky dish for yeah. For someone, because because I was going to say it depends on if you know the people like fish or not, kind of what they like. Because so we've taken a, a, a bit of a safer route. We've we've um, certainly made Portuguese food for our non Portuguese friends, and you know we'll start with. I always make my linguiça with wine in the pan, mm-hmm. and that you know kind of adds a nice little tang and sweetness to it, and that's usually ends up being a favorite. And you know, of course, serve some Portuguese cheeses when we try to show them the range of the mild cheeses. So like yeah. there's one that we can get here called Bon Petit, which is really, really mild. And yeah. then of course you've got the St. George cheese. And if we can find some Castelloinge, we'll get that. Mm. Um, and then for dinner, um, you know, green salad. And then if we do the soup, my husband makes a really good um, called Verde. So we'll do yeah. that. And then we've made the Carn Porcal Jenna. Really? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a process. It's a little long. It is. See, I would shy away from that because not everybody will eat clams. But you can easily take the clams out because yeah. you cook everything. Like you cook the pork and then you cook the potatoes separately. And That's then true. really you only add the clams at the last minute so that they open up in the steam. So, mm-hmm. you know, even if you don't like clams, you can have the pork and they don't taste like clams. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, so we kind of think, feel that's like a, a safe dish. And then you've got that great sauce, the molu that you can always dip, mm. dip the bread in, you know what I yeah. mean? So that's, um, that's kind of our go-to. If, if someone's never had Portuguese yeah. food, we'll make them that. And then but what then, do you make for dessert? What do you make? Um, so my husband makes pstej nata. Oh. Yeah, he makes them from scratch. So he makes the dough and he makes the natha and everything. No, he and does not. He, he does. does. Not. He does. He does. Adrian makes them from scratch. Yes, he tries. So that's one thing. So I'm not a baker. I think I've said this before. I'll, I'll cook lots of things, but I'm just not a good baker. But And so he's, I don't want to say the opposite because he cooks well also. But 
he, there are certain things that he's like, I'm going to learn how to make it, damn it. And I'm going to learn how to make it the way I like it. Right. And so it's hard for us to get, there's not the, the way that they make them on the mainland here. Yeah. Right. Because we have such a heavy Azorian population. We get a lot of queijadas that are delicious, but he really likes the mil foliage, right. And all the, the, the flaky pastry. So yeah, he tried with the, uh, not the phyllo dough, but the puff pastry. So, but he makes it because we've, tr- he tried using the store-bought puff pastry. Yeah. And he tried that. He tried a couple he of different ones. He makes his own puff pastry? He makes his own. I am not oh kidding. Oh my yes. God. Yes. Isn't it amazing? And they're actually really, really good. He's experimented a lot. And so he, he's got it down pretty good now. So now he'll, he makes I those. I am beyond impressed. <laughs> Usually people are when they usually people are when they try them. He he really has it down. Um, but the other thing that I like to serve that I don't always get it though. But um, so I bring back the cheese right that we had mm-hmm. and pandla with marmalada. Oh, and man, that's some of my favorite stuff. So we that have that, and so then good. yeah, yeah. So I mean, we keep it kind of pretty simple mm. as far as that. But I mean. You know, another soup that I think is a, a, a good one to serve is the the soup, soup of the legumes, the one that you blend, that you yes, puree. Yes. Yeah. Because it's flavorful, but, you know, even if people are like, I don't like vegetables, like, well, you can't even see what's in there. So just eat it. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. so, I mean, hopefully that gives, um, I think it was Daniela uh, that had asked that question. I hope that gives some ideas for a menu but I mean there's lots of I mean and then if somebody says hey listen yes we, we totally love fish then I'll, I'll do a bacalao gomsa to start mm, yes just, just to introduce is, them is, yeah. yeah introduce them the to the bacalao one, that yeah. One, yeah. I would normally do so one of our favorite ways to have it is just cozido right so like the boiled bacalao yeah. the boiled grills with batatas and ovos cozidos, right? Yes, yes. And you kind of mix it all together. But people look at that and they're like, what the heck? You know, right. that was... Isn't that something? That, that or looks kind of bland. We look at it and we go, oh my God. Oh yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, that's kind of how we've done we've done it we don't we haven't had a chance to do it a lot but that's how that is what we've done uh for our american friends and the last thing that i always like to do besides the dessert i always make cakes a couple of cakes some queijadas that because i can make that. oh yeah 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 i can actually make that the day before so the day of the of them coming over i've made the desserts the day before so the day of i'm just concentrating on the actual meal I mean, so, because that's, you've got to make it so that you're not going to make your day go crazy on baking and cooking. And especially if I'm going to roast stuff in the oven or do, it's going to do double duty. You know what I mean? Right. But I always like to finish off with liqueur. Oh, nice. And you do oh. make your own liqueur, which is and so I make cool. my own liqueur. Yeah. yeah. So I always like to finish off dinner with a nice uh, fruit liqueur. And they appreciate that. People appreciate that. Um, and it's so easy. I mean, it's so easy to make. It's so easy to make. It really, truly is. <laughs> I have, we have yet to try. I've made, we've done gin once, um, in from like a little gin kit that didn't come out so great, but yeah, no, we, that's our next. Fantastic return. gin. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Yeah. No, we have to try again. And I think I would like to try a liqueur of some sort. Mm, yes. That would be nice. Because you've got what fresh what going on right now? Fresh oranges. 
Uh, oh, gosh. I don't know. A lot of things are coming in. So we got pears. We've got, um, yeah, I think a lot of fruits are, are coming yeah. into season now. Okay, so. Just, you know, we can't be afraid, folks. Got to yeah. try this out. And if we're not making a liqueur out of it, we're making jam out of it. I mean, if we're not doing <laughs> the other. For sure. Uh, so many good things. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm looking at the time. I just, same thing. I was like, oh, my God. I've been going for over an hour. See, I told you we're not going to have to fill space. No, we don't. We just And that was only six questions. <laughs> so there are a couple more, but we'll we'll just save them we'll for later. We'll wait that for another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy cow, man. Holy so, cow is right. Holy anyway, right. I, well, I hope uh, I hope that the answers were sufficient. <laughs> and if you've got more questions for us, maybe we'll uh, group up we'll, more. We'll do another. Time. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just um, great how the people who are listening to us just love us and love listening to us. <laughs> I and love it how they love us. <laughs> they do. I think it's just fantastic. You know, and it's great because you know what? It's you and I were like, okay, we're going to do this. But you know, if someone's listening, that'd be great. But what if, you know, what, what if we don't have anyone listening, but you're listening, people are yeah. listening and we get wonderful feedback from you guys and and when we had a little lapse of you know stuff that you know we weren't doing and or we didn't have enough shows we were getting messages from you guys everything okay we yeah. miss you guys any new episodes <laughs> so we know we know you're listening and i love that i love yeah, that you nice. love to hear what we're saying i love it i love it love it love it i'm reminded of the uh, sally field acceptance speech where she's like you like me you really like me <laughs> did you do you remember that from like yes, i don't know yes, 20 years ago i remember ago? that <laughs> i remember that so yes so we really really appreciate everyone who's listening we really appreciate your feedback and we can't say it enough and um so we, we want to say thank you because yes, thank you know, you. You're, obviously if you're listening, you're like-minded the same as Angela and I and, um, and listening and uh, to what we're saying. And uh, it means a lot to us. Yeah. It absolutely does. So, yeah. so again, I hope, um, hope our answers to the questions were, were what you were looking for and thanks for spending another hour with us. And we hope that we spurred some good menu ideas. Okay. Yes. And share your, share, like, take some pictures. If you cook for some friends, take some pictures and share them with us. We'd love to see it. That'd be yeah, awesome. We'll post that. We'll post yeah, those. Yeah. And um, I guess until next time, we have, uh, we do have a full year. So hopefully we won't, we won't have a, uh, a lag this year. We got a lot of great people lined up to be interviewed and. Yeah. All good things. Good stuff. So. And, oh, and for that person that said you sh we should interview the Azorian green bean. I'm the Azorian green bean. Really? Somebody said that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It, it was on the list of what are, you know, who should we interview? And they're like, I really like the Azorian green bean. You should, you should interview the Azorian green bean. Uh, I l love you too, but that's me. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, that's yeah. her, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Alrighty. Well, and I would the last uh, the last thing is you know uh, please if you haven't subscribed already, please. Oh, what the heck are you waiting button. for? I know, and please, please, please the reviews. I know we ask every time. It really only takes like two minutes on your phone to write a quick review on your iTunes app, 
and it really does help so much. You have really no idea how much it helps um, to for people to find us, for us to get rated on the iTunes uh, store. So please do take a couple of minutes, and even if it's just one sentence, to to say what you like about it and what or or shit what you don't. I don't know. Write <laughs> 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 a review and um, share, 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 share with yes. friends, family. Um, and people outside the U.S. and Canada. I mean, this is for everybody. It's for our worldwide That's Portuguese right. community. So please share away. Yeah. And with that, Alrighty. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to our Portuguese Table podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so on SoundCloud or iTunes. And all episodes can be found on our website at www.ourportuguesetable.com. You can also reach us at feedback at ourportuguesetable.com with comments, questions, or suggestions. Até a próxima! próxima.